Welcome to Blooming Out on Community Radio, WFHB. Blooming Out is a forum by and for the LGBTQ plus community. Each week we explore the issues, events pertaining to the LGBT community in Indiana, the U.S., and internationally. We speak with guests about human rights, coming out, the legality of being gay, and much more. Blooming Out is a multiple award-winning program here on Community Radio, WFHB. Thanks for listening to Blooming Out. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Blooming Out. I'm Melanie Davis. And I'm Justin Robertson. Ireland can't be here tonight. This is going to be a tough show. I need to start off with horrific news. Um, we had to take a couple of weeks to gather ourselves here, and that's why you've been hearing uh, reruns. Three weeks ago, the weekend after our last live broadcast, we found out that we had lost our friend Frankie to an apparent suicide. Some of you already knew. Some of you may have heard rumors and whisperings of it. In the absence of information, speculation becomes currency. We don't know the entirety of the situation, so I cannot speak to any of that. I can only speak of Frankie as the man I saw. Uh, I knew Frankie for about nine years. So many others, uh, like Justin, <laughs> have, have known he, him and his family for decades. Um, hey, Justin, uh, how you doing? <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm very shaken up. Frankie, uh, has been a long, long time friend of mine. Um, <laughs> we met when we were about 11, so it's been about 40 years. Yeah. Um, and um, I knew his family very well. His mother, Mimsy, whom I adored, <laughs> was a character <laughs> quite like Frankie. And his beautiful sister, Randy, who unfortunately passed on too. So it's just um, been a lot to take on. Right. A lot of my past. You know, Frankie was like... A brother to me because I knew him for so long and I spent a lot of time at his house and he spent a lot of time in my house and um, gosh I mean I miss that guy yeah so much I'm I was driving around uh, you know over the past couple of weeks and just places around town just like little touchstones oh, of, yeah. of uh, you know Frankie and memories and mm-hmm. um, you know and and then Bloomington North, uh, it was you know Ground Zero too. And, <laughs> um, so it, there's there's just every uh, you know five steps there's a reminder. Absolutely, I think that you're right. He was ubiquitous in this town, Absolutely. as much as the courthouse. Yeah, <laughs> and so and I keep thinking that I see him. You know, it's just <laughs> like you know, and I, I'm used to running into him, you know, wherever you know, and I can't go to places where. Uh, we would go or where I would run into him, you know, like the uptown or right. even just on the square. I mean, yeah. And uh, if I ever went out, I usually saw him because unlike me, he never got old and settled down. <laughs> <laughs> so he was generally out having a good time. I've, I've, you know, in crowds and, and out uh, mm-hmm. at the store and stuff, I've heard his voice. Yes. It's yes. so weird how that, how that happens. I understand. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be tough, and um, and he impacted so many people's lives, he and 
and and we're all reeling from this. Um, but you know, uh, Kelly and the kids are are the focus now. They're the ones who who need the support and the love and the the um, I, thoughts and prayers. Are, that's just such a idiotic phrase, but at the same time, I mean. Well, my heart definitely yeah. goes out to them, and um, yeah. I haven't stopped thinking about them and loving them and uh, loving Frankie still. Um, yeah, it's, it's really hard, but I think that he did so much good for this community and was always starting something like Frankie's Closet, his charity for foster children. Right. And, th- I mean, he didn't start this radio show, but he was a major part of this radio show. For five years now? Yeah, exactly. He got m- me into it. <laughs> <laughs> and me. <laughs> and yeah. here we are, you know? And um, I can't imagine my life without Frankie. I mean, I just don't think I'd be at all the person that I am today. And that's the power that one individual has on anybody. Right. I mean, you just changed somebody's life. And, and yeah, he was... You, you always joke he's tireless and he doesn't sleep and he's always constantly got three irons in the fire and <laughs> and something working and uh and and he did and yeah. he therefore <laughs> he's with us always always yeah because we have that legacy you know we have all the all the uh people he's he's helped and and he wasn't showy about it either mm-hmm. and that's something that um spoke to me about his character in that in that way um, because it was about uh, um, actually helping and mm-hmm. he was constantly thinking of ways you didn't have to ask um, uh, I mean I've got no, my, not at all he would always help yeah always wanted to help and um, yeah. you might not even know until later and it's like <laughs> oh okay <laughs> oh it, he, yeah, I don't know I was gonna uh, relate a story um, you know, writing all this down. I don't know that I, I can read it as well as, as talk about it, but, um, but I, I want to hit, you know, some, some points. I, Frankie was a human, right? Frankie mm-hmm. was a man. He was Absolutely. like, like anyone else. He was stubborn as, <laughs> oh, yeah. you yes. know, and, and, uh, and brash. And he just, rolled through things right uh-huh. he was just a juggernaut <laughs> um and uh even here on the radio station it, on, on the the show i you can't get a word in advice i oh, right no, now it, I'm no exactly That's, <laughs> i mean i'm kind of like where is he to shut me up you know because yeah yeah <laughs> he was a steamroller i think as you said yeah he yeah. was and 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 i missed that i was and, constantly hitting him like you know other people have to talk here <laughs> there are know? other people <laughs> at the table frankie <laughs> but he he was informed and he yes. was uh brilliant and he shared that you know and he had to it had to come out and he had to say it and you know the new york uh, jewish uh way of speaking where you just have all of this uh energy and and yeah. and words and and it comes at you and here in the midwest we don't know how to deal with that we're <laughs> no like, it's waiting and, for the break. Here, i'm doing it to you i'm so sorry speaking no, over you it's something that it. in frankie and my family we did and we just talked over it, and people are always like you're interrupting you're you're you know but it's a cultural thing right and it's something like if you want to speak 
in a Jewish household, in one in Frankie's household or my household, you had to just speak. Right. You could not wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I really miss, I felt right at home at his table because it was like my table. And when I went to other more refined people like yours, you know, I'd have oh, to yeah. wait and you know, wait for people to speak. And it's something that's taken me years to learn because normally in Frankie's family and my family, you speak at the same time and you can listen mm-hmm. to the same person. Right. And it's just a skill or something. But I'm sorry for doing that to you. I no, just you do it. The, you, you know what? You're just hitting every button about him, and I'm loving you for it. So thank you. <laughs> well, I love it because it reminds yeah. me of back home. So yeah. my family. So your family too. My well, I, and uh, we have Jewish heritage, but oh, okay. not New York Jewish heritage. Okay. It's yeah. it's from the old country, and uh, so I don't know how how it works over there. <laughs> um, but we're from up by Chicago. And there's a everybody talks a lot. That's true. And everybody talks very fast. <laughs> yeah. And and when I moved it's also down an to urban thing, right? it, yeah. I think so because yeah. you have to be somewhere and you have to get all your information right. out. <laughs> and sometimes I'll speak fast, and uh, my daughter looks at me and she's just like, "What are you doing?" Uh, and and to hear Frankie, it was kind of like a a, a rush of that urbane. Uh, speaking style and it, it was like ah oh, home uh. <laughs> <laughs> totally I want to add something to that is that uh, a lot of times after the show he would call me up or text me or whatever and be like it was a good show except for you kept talking over me <laughs> Are you talking? I'm like wait a minute who's talking over whom you know what I mean I mean right. I, I think you're talking over me so we had this issue <laughs> throughout our lives and especially in doing this show you know yeah. he was just like you know just stop talking over me and I'm like if I don't talk over you I'm never going to say anything. Exactly. Like, why have me on the show? <laughs> you say, hi, I'm Justin Robertson. And that's, that's it. That would be it. I would say, hi, I'm Justin Robertson. Nobody would hear from me for the rest of the hour until the end when I close out the show. So you just have to. Frankie's the producer. Exactly. So that, yeah, if I had not talked that's over him, that's for. what would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> the... <laughs> I mean, I sit on the other side and I read some news and I was like, oh, you know, I, I, I'll, you handle the guests because you've, you're on top, and he's always on top of it. He's he was so good at it. I mean, you could throw anything at him, and he knew about it or could have yeah speak about it. You know, yeah, and where he finds the time to to read up on everything and no. you know keep up on the news. Uh, he must have been you know driving and reading at the same time. Well, he knew all about Pete Buttigieg before any yeah. of us did, or before I did. Well, I'm usually pretty well read. I think he had connections. Yeah. He always had connections. He always had connections. <laughs> so if any of those connections need other people to talk to, you yeah, know, we're here. Um, we're here. It, it that was that was just um, the energy always raised in the room. Absolutely. And uh, and I <laughs> I just keep expecting that. I keep coming in here, and my heart rate increases. You know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's and and now uh, we have to create our own. Yeah, heart rate increase. <laughs> um, I I did want to share just a bit about uh, his the way he helps people. He had a, a um, email. It was SOS Frankie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one of one of many. But that was kind of what it was. You know, you know, if you needed help, you could get a hold of him, and he would see what he could do. And, he was always there. Um, I was in between uh, jobs here, uh, like happens a lot. And, you know, our kids went to the same school. And so we, we saw each other there. That's where I met him. And, um, and he helped out, uh, you know, get that started too. And, and, and so Frankie was 
friends with uh, the Mellencamps, mm-hmm. and uh, after their split, um, Elaine had a, a new venture that she was mm-hmm. uh, working on, and Frankie knew that I was a, a conservator, art conservator. Well, he told her, unbeknownst to me, he called me up one day and he said, okay, I talked to Elaine Irwin, and uh, she has this new uh, uh, f- venture that she's trying out. She's going to be importing mid-century modern furniture. And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's really awesome. Why are you telling me? <laughs> and he goes, well, I told her that you were the best furniture conservator in the state. <laughs> and I just wanted to let you know because she's going to be calling you in a few minutes to talk to you. That's <laughs> like, so great. Uh, <laughs> he set you up. <laughs> totally. And, yeah. And a great uh, job. And it was a fantastic yeah. you know, position. And uh, I got to do things that I actually had. Uh, if you're listening, Elaine, please, you know, close your ears right now. I'd never done before. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> but, yet, but yet you were the best. <laughs> but I was the best in the, in the state. state. Um, and it was it was great to see how I could I could take my experience being an art and frame and and cultural objects conservator. Well, knowing you, I'm that. sure that you are the best because you were so immaculate with everything. It, there was a lot of detail work. Yeah. And, um, and the Danish people are surprisingly... Uh, uh, they need to wash their hands a little bit more, I think. Uh, <laughs> Why did you? No find, offense to any Danish folk out you here. You found dirty handprints. Oh, on the there were. It was so in order to not take off the finish because you don't want to take off mm. finish, uh, but to get the guige off. <laughs> the um, guige. The guige. Is that a technical? It's term? It's a technical term. Yeah, okay. I learned that in uh, it's uh, Stanford, uh, uh, <laughs> MIT, wherever I was studying at the time, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Art Institute of um, Indianapolis, <laughs> or maybe it was just a airport hangar. Wait, well, um, what's it called again? Squeege? Gweege. 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 It's icky. You can use it okay. for everything. I like it. But uh, years of informing. fish, food, you know, fish? just like just food, like <laughs> like gravy, whatever could get stuck onto people's fingers. And they put their hands underneath the rails of the chair and they'd scoot it back. Oh. They'd scoot it forward and they would leave the guige under and so the best way to take it off with to not scratch to not damage to not mar was to use your fingernail you used your fingernail on the guige i i fingernailed the guige and it was uh and to think i hugged you earlier you know yeah, <laughs> you were probably all guige i have i have washed my hands since then okay. um but uh it all came off i i was just i was just <laughs> I've never encountered that before. And I was like, what were they eating? And why didn't they use utensils? <laughs> so, um, but it's the line. But they of the, nice chairs. They have beautiful chairs. And it was uh, stainless steel oh. and um, Brazilian rosewood, which mm-hmm. you can't get anymore because all of it is made mm-hmm. into furniture mm-hmm. and um, and now burning. Um, it was it was a great experience and I loved it. And I loved working with Lane and, and it was um, fun. And it wouldn't have happened if not for Frankie, and that carried us through for a while, and and mm-hmm. um, you know Katrina got to sit in ninety two thousand dollar chairs, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's and, fabulous. Yeah, you know I never, um, I don't know that I know how you met Frankie, but you two were very tight, and I mean nine years is actually a long time. You say I only knew him nine years, and that's a really long time. 
No, 40 years is a long time. 40 years is... It's a really... I'm not even old enough long to have time. known him as long as I have. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You knew him 10 years before you were born. I did, yeah. It was an amazing friendship like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we met at uh, the school. And, okay, and, through your kids. Yeah, and actually I didn't even know, I think I've said this before, but I didn't know that Kelly was, you know, his husband. It, it, when mm-hmm. I met him, he'd say, oh, my partner Kelly. And, and in Bloomington, partner can mean anybody. Right. You know, coming from Indianapolis, <laughs> partner meant, you know, okay, same-sex partner. Mm-hmm. There you go. Down here, everybody was saying partner for right. any gender, for for any partner. And so Frankie and Kelly, I just figured, you know, gaggle of kids. And uh, those names, <coughs> yeah. Me. And then I met yeah. Kelly, and I was like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> yay! That's why. That's why you're so comfortable. That's that's good." <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I met him through there, and um, uh, and, you know, he was he was so uh, giving to to that cause too, you know, to education and. Um, and helping in any way he could with with all the fundraisers and mm-hmm. and all that. He loved to do that stuff. Yeah, and it was him behind the scenes. Yeah, you know, it was him helping out. Uh, and you know, when, once he's there, he's kind of like you know, he's Frankie. He's mm-hmm. he's out there, but but getting things going was, um, you know, people would say, oh, uh, who's taking care of that, and why? How did that happen? Oh, well, Frankie. Frankie took care of that. Frankie's working on that. And like, wow, like, where isn't he? You know? Right. Um, and that was that way just all around. So we were, uh, we're very blessed to, mm-hmm. to have Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Um, and before I start crying my eyes out. <laughs> you can tell I keep getting choked up. I'm uh, sorry. No, no, it's <laughs> making ugly noises. But. <laughs> uh let's take a let's take a music break.
Welcome back. You were listening to Do Better by Kuko. I like that. Thank you, Lucas. Thanks. That's a you always pick great great stuff. I don't even never even heard of them. That's why he has this job. Yeah. <laughs> Although he'd never heard of cowboy junkies, so What? I know. Lucas. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna have Well to that's educate. way before he was born, maybe. Shh. We don't say those things. We don't. No. Okay. Don't admit I to that. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> He's miming from the other side of the glass. We should just take the glass out. I mean, why is he even I there? Know, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be so much easier. So, well, I mean, you know, then we wouldn't be looking at in on him like he's like a little monkey at the zoo or something. Right. <laughs> and now he's going to sling some. Oh, ew. yeah. That's why there's a glass <laughs> there. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, Melanie, you, you had asked me to share some stories of Frankie. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, despite like knowing him for, for almost half a years. century. Yeah. I can't think of any stories I can share. And it's not that it was all just like that wild, but. I guess that those are just the ones that are coming to mind, right? Because um, he was quite a boisterous person, and we we had a great time. We we traveled a lot when we were younger, especially with our school, with Harmony School, yeah. and you know, went all over the country. And I remember being in the Everglades with him. And what I really remember about when we were young was, as I talked about his before on shows, was his pig Rhoda. And this was yeah. not a miniature pig. This was a real pig, like, like a. A ginormous pig. Not that Wilbur. Lived in the house. Not <laughs> she lived in the house just like a dog. Wow. And yeah, she's the one that <laughs> one breakfast we fed bacon and eggs to. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I'm telling that story. That, that is that become, terrible? Yeah. I know my vegan friend just freaked out on me, but we weren't. We, I mean, we were, you know, 11 years old. Right. I, we didn't even really think about it. Right. But when I when I look back on it, you I hadn't studied the like, Donner Party yet or <laughs> no, any of exactly. that. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, his uh, family was so great. It just had this wonderful farm, and um, that pig. Right. I was absolutely in love with her. Now, you know, they brought the pig inside. Um, yeah. What else did they farm? The the pig would sleep um, underneath the table. I remember all the time. I don't know. I think there might have been some uh, sheep there. We had other friends that had goats. Were they in the living room? No, <laughs> they that, were outside. Did, was this just an I, indoor farm? I also that's... remember, I think that he might have ha- had a horse at some time. Because um, we did do horseback riding together. Ah. We did all these things. I mean, the thing is, is, I mean, the years have just been so long yeah. and rich. And, you know, all these memories are coming back to me. Um, but they're seen through the lens of a, quite a younger person. And then, you know... We also grew up, and there were yeah. some crazy times. Um, he was he was a lot of fun. We uh, all know this. I I never partied with Frankie. Oh really? Um, well, I mean, I was I I went to his house once for you know, I had a kid when I met him. Oh. So well, he must have had kids when he met was, you. I mean, of course, right? But you know, she was younger oh. and um yeah. and not as much into the. She just wasn't in the party scene at all. You know, uh, raves weren't her thing. She'd cry. <laughs> and and the, those legging things, the fuzzy leggings fell off. It, it was just It sounds like you were fun. a good mother. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. What, do you have any stories about Frankie that you can share that don't, um, <laughs> don't violate our, uh, uh, you know, I, our rules? I'll keep some, I'll keep those to myself he yeah he was, i kind of feel the same way especially <laughs> at the moment you know? right yeah right it seems it's like i'm almost like guarding right it. yeah they need to be you yeah. know they need to be um kept safe <laughs> i think that that's a wonderful way of putting it i couldn't quite you know it's like 
in some ways I'm not ready to share or to think of him in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and, just not ready for that. <laughs> um, then now we're both sitting here <laughs> staring at each other, trying to will each other not to cry. Uh, we're doing a good job, I think. Because you know how emotional I am. I, You're a lot tougher than I, I am. I have not shorted out this microphone yet, so we're good. I mean, I cry when we talk about sad news about mm-hmm. people I don't know. Well, and, so. <laughs> and the thing is, I think there's so much there's so much of life there, you yeah. know, that w- we have to hold on to. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, you, you enter one of these stories at the back end mm-hmm. and the tragedy is all, you know, right. Um, and, uh, yeah, and we had a lot of great memories beforehand. Right. And that was, um, that's what keeps it. I don't know. It, it keeps it, um, keeps them alive. Does that make any sense? It absolutely so. does. I think that you're very good at expressing yourself and <laughs> the situation that we both find ourselves in right now. Um, and um, yeah, and I I wanted to share one thing. Um, and this didn't even happen to me. So, you know, when it happens, it, it was uh, a few days that were really harsh and my, my mom came uh to me one day and i was on the sofa and i'm i'm scrolling through news and doing trying to get you know back to a kind of a a, a regular kind of a schedule and cuz that's what i do all day is scroll through news and working on the center stuff and um she comes up and she goes oh you'll never guess one of my uh colleagues is uh was a classmate of Frankie's and she sent me all these and so I have on my phone all these pictures of Frankie from high school. No kidding. Yeah, you're not in them, so you're you're safe. Okay. Um, good. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, they're <laughs> thinking, wow, that you know, again, ubiquitous. He was everywhere. He touched a lot of lives. And here's Wait, my your, mom. Your who, mother had pictures of him through yeah, a friend who went to high school with him. Who went to high school with him. Okay. And so well, someone she works with, not you know, okay. a, a colleague. And Were there pictures of him with his bleached hair? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes we have to. Yeah, we'll <laughs> compare photos. These. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, well, the, just him having hair is was a, a shocker because he had yeah. kind of long hair. At, at, well, neither of us. Well, we were probably born bald, but yeah, we have not been bald our whole life. Right. Well, know. I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you'd he, be surprised. To see, I mean, Frankie and I were cute, little blonde boys. Send me some photos. I, I mean, will. Come on. I will. I will. Digitize those. Get those online, <laughs> and then we can all see. We'll put them up on. We'll put them up on uh, the website, and uh, uh, WFHB will have uh, your photo up there. Uh, we were such dorks. He reminded me of this. Is he sent me a picture from high school too of. Um, this one day we just went to school wearing mustaches because we were just like so <laughs> dirty that way. I just pretended, you know, and so did our friend Amy and so there are pictures of us just with mustaches. Oh my God. And, you know, we're about 12 or 13. Right. Or whatever, and we wore mustaches all day to school. So I have lots of goofy memories like that. And I'll have to find the picture and show it to you. I absolutely love it. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. That would be excellent. <laughs> well, I, I, I haven't, I touched on it at the beginning. Uh, and I haven't said anything about it uh, uh, so far, but 
there were a lot of things going on in Frankie's life. And um, I, I, we won't know um, exactly why. We're not going to have that. Uh, but I want to tell everybody out there, it, it is a problem in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. And uh, there are resources out there. If, if you, if you, we didn't see any of this coming. No, I mean, uh, you know, and and we see him. I certainly didn't. All the time, but mm-hmm. um, please reach out to your friends. If you, if even if, just just check in with them, mm-hmm. and 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 be there for them, and that's really all you can do. Um, and if you notice anything, uh, there are of course the the hotlines that you can call or they can call right very important and um here are three uh there's the national suicide prevention hotline and their phone number is 1-800-273-8255 there's the lgbtq national suicide prevention hotline and its number is 1-800-723-8255 it's the same one and the Trans Lifeline, which is a separate uh, group, and their phone number is one eight seven seven five six five eight eight six zero. Again, one eight seven seven five six five eight eight six zero. And um, we'll leave it there, and we'll go to our our community calendar. All right, I'm going to look at some different events going on this week here in Bloomington, Indiana. On September 6th at the IU Cinema, Love and Basketball, 6 p.m. Music's a little too loud. Let's talk about Medicare for all in a public option. Blooming Foods East Patio, that's 3220 East 3rd Street in Bloomington. Uh, Medicare for all. What is it and what about a public option? Filtering through the claims, campaigns, and social media. This event is open to everyone. Easy parking. And that's on September 6th. Tomorrow at 6 p.m. Same time as the love and basketball you have to choose. Uh, moving on here, we have lots of events going on. Hard to choose. Oh, here's one. The uh, whoops. The Bishop Bar 10th Anniversary Party at the Bishop Bar, 123 South Walnut Street. Bishop, um, the Bishop's 10th Anniversary. There will be bands, DJ dancing, and general merriment. Asking for a donation of $10 to benefit Mother Hubbard's cupboard. And we have one more. I'll read another one here. 
Maybe two more. Become a meditator at Kadampa Meditation Center, 406 South Walnut Street, Bloomington. That is September 8th on Sunday at 2 p.m. And for those interested, Spencer Pride General Meeting at the Spencer Pride Community Center at 17 East Franklin Street. That's that's in Spencer on September 8th, 4 p.m. Um, if you're looking to become involved with Spencer Pride, I'm sure this is a great way to get to know the Spencer Pride community. And finally, on September 9th, that's Monday, LGBT Aging and Caring Network Social Hour at BJ's Restaurant and Brew House, 411 South College Mall Road in Bloomington. September 9th, from 5 until 7 p.m. And that is open to all the LGBT Aging and Caring Network. We're currently listening to Kuko. This song is called Far Away From Home off of the album Para Me. Welcome back to Blooming Out. Um, there's, and that, that was lovely. That was lovely too. Um, Thank you, Lucas. More of that. <laughs> um, so this weekend was Pride. Yes. And uh, so I that heard. was busy, busy, busy. Yeah, you didn't, you weren't able to make it. I wasn't it. able to make it once again. You know. How why, was why it? Is that? Why is that? <laughs> no. You don't want to know, but I couldn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everybody else did. I know. I know. Um, My friend Glenn had a show. He did a drag show. I really wanted to see that. I had friends in from San Francisco who came to the Bloomington Pride because it's so great. And you couldn't be bothered to leave your... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I chopped down ragweed that morning like an idiot and I was completely destroyed. Yeah, so I'm very sensitive to it, and I couldn't go out and get my pride on. And I'm it's a sore subject with me, Melanie. Well, <laughs> you did it to yourself, so you have to accept the consequences. This is true. No, yeah. Folks never pick ragweed. Not the day before. Uh, the, the, the day, day of. of. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I can't even. When you're really stupid, that's what you do. See, people, because I'm bald, don't see that I'm a former blonde. They don't see this coming. <laughs> so it's always a surprise that I do really stupid things like that. <sighs> Sorry, all you blondes out there. But yeah, yeah, my mom makes I believe those in the jokes, and I'm like, because I am. Really? Yeah. You, you prove your own. Yeah. I prove I prove it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm not like Dolly Parton who says, you know, she doesn't mind dumb blonde jokes because she's not blonde. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually was blonde. So. Yeah. But yeah. you didn't wear a wig. No, Maybe I had you hair. You should wear Dolly Parton wigs. 
That'd I, be great. And then how do you, you know can I perform. Don't. I don't. <laughs> I haven't seen any pictures of it. So I um, love Dolly Parton, by the way. Oh no, she's yeah. And so my friend Margaret was in town, and she's a huge Dolly Parton. Freak. We're both Dolly Parton freaks. You yeah. know what I mean? And so yeah, she was just dressed up like great. Everybody looked great and had a great time. So I saw all the pictures. I yeah. saw. So how was Pride for you? Tell uh, me all about it. I don't even remember. It was uh, that good. It was so. It was. <laughs> I was supposed to be at four different booths. Really? Uh, How were you going to do that? I was trying to split <laughs> myself. Um, mm-hmm. uh, mitosis on a grand scale doesn't work like that. <laughs> so um, I scheduled myself so that I could you know, go from one place to another, WFHB's mm-hmm. booth, and then go over to the task booth, which is the, the um, uh, trans and allies mm-hmm. support group. And, uh, and then... Uh, go to well there was there was a booth that was uh uh tl was doing for uh p flag mm-hmm. and uh i wasn't technically supposed to be there but i probably should have but been. that's your I feel thing guilty. right i mean it's one P-flag, of them yeah. it's one of them you have all of these i well you know kind of there's a lot of, of stuff to do and um and so and you know they were perfect and that was everything was taken care of but we had uh, at the task booth, we had a clothing giveaway, and that's kind of a thing that uh, several groups are kind of interested in, is just getting clothing together for not just trans kids and trans people who need uh, gender-appropriate uh, clothing, but anybody who can use it. There's so much that is uh, uh, thrown away mm-hmm. or inaccessible to people because of price, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you can go to Goodwill. And get something for seven or eight dollars, but um, when you can get it for free, that's even better. So, how does this work, and where is it? Like, okay, tell me, like, if um, I wanted to donate stuff, what do I do? Uh, uh, you can contact. Uh, well, <laughs> there's several <laughs> places you can contact. Uh, you can contact um, the Bloomington Center at gmail.com, and I can pick that up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also. Uh, there's a public site for task and you can ask on there if anyone's available to pick it up. Um, there are other groups who are going to be a little bit more forthcoming with it. We didn't, we hadn't done it before. We'd done clothing swaps, Mm -hmm. but this was the first time we opened it up to the public. So it was, people weren't sure of it at first. They Uh they were kind of like, you know, walking by and people are suspicious of things that are free, aren't they? Right. Yeah. And these are clean. They, um, a lot of them were donations. Uh, some, uh, a lot, even more, were um, from the move out, from when kids oh, moved out. Okay. Uh, so a lot of IU stuff mm-hmm. and uh, medium size, but we had some younger kids size and we had some uh, larger size, and it was just it was a good mix. And apparently, it was al- almost completely picked through by the end of the day. <laughs> That's so, so great. Yeah, and which <laughs> fantastic. What a wonderful idea. Well, I love this. So when Hippie Christmas was Hippie Christmas, uh-huh. you know, and things, people could go and, and pick stuff up. And Hippie Christmas own. is, let's, I mean, I know oh, yeah, we've yeah, talked sorry. about it before. It's but. move out okay, for yeah. the students. And they just throw away everything. And so you go and pick it up. You can go and pick it up. Um, it, not necessarily dumpster diving. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they, it, I was parked outside of one of the dorms and I was just saying, you know, hey, I'm collecting. And uh, if you'd like... Uh, drop it off. 
um, uh, other people were picking. There were just bags of clothing, just bags they were dragging out. And and that's lovely. So we still have tons of clothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have, uh, there are going to be clothing drives and stuff like that. So keep an eye out on Facebook. I'll post them to the center's um, announcements to the center's uh, Facebook page and and the website eventually when I finish up with that. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it was really good. But back to Pride. Um, and then I was supposed to go to the Stonewall Democrats site, but uh, snafu with uh, um, volunteers for the WFHB site. I just stayed there oh. for the rest of the night. And I got to see the wrestling. They had wrestling there. There was wrestling. There was, it was queer wrestling and it was, Every bit is uh, WWF or whatever it is nowadays. <laughs> they were jumping and flying and elbows and knees. And was there lots of drama? Drama, talking smack. Really? Yep. It was great. And every there was just always a crowd around. They had Nobody a full told me wrestling this. ring. So you would have made it then. Um, <laughs> but I would have wrestled. Wrestled. Yeah. Yeah. It was right across from the uh, the library and down kind of a side street. And that was the other thing. So so Pride expanded uh, this year. So it kind of went like a block in either direction. So it wasn't just Kirkwood. They they kind of branched off down the. How they did because there were about five festivals, right? There was yeah. the Fourth Street Festival, right. the Garlic Festival, the Bubble Festival, At and Lab, yeah. there was something else. Uh, Jazz Fest. Jazz Fest. Yeah. That was it. All so, at the same time, but everything went okay. Oh yeah, and in the middle of all of this, I had to go pick my mom up, so I had to <laughs> I had to leave, and uh, I had parked, of course, right in the middle of everything, so I could drop stuff off. <laughs> and it took me an hour to get over to the east side of town and come back. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, but everything was choked off because of all these festivals. Right. But so many smiling faces, Everyone and that was, was just it. And people were mixing back and forth between the festivals, so. You know, Pride goers were going over to Fourth Streets, and Fourth Street were coming over to Pride, and um, it was. If you're going to do it, that's a good, a great way to to accomplish uh, getting people together and and mingling, um, because we just it was just everybody was all over the place, and uh, yeah, it was fun. It was so much fun, and so many people came out and. There was some talk. There was some fear um, because, you know, it was Saturday mm-hmm. and it was after the um, farmer's market downtown. Right. And all of the drama that's going on with that. There were several groups in who um, there was fear that they were going to make an appearance at Pride. Um, there was talk that they were going to make an appearance at oh, Pride. Oh, there was talk. Yeah. And um, but there was the security was beefed up. Pride. Bloomington Pride, the organization, did a bang-up job of keeping people safe and secure, and they were just on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw, you know, Janae was walking up and down the whole place. She was making sure everything was was tight, and and it, that made such a uh, a difference in people's attitudes. I think because they saw that they were um, safe, mm-hmm. and there were there were multiple. Groups. There's there was the uh, the um, the official group who was doing security, and then there were other people that were um, uh, organized and uh, less obvious, mm-hmm. and they were just you know checking 
things out and coordinating and working together. And it was beautiful. Late in the day, awesome. there was there were I saw people uh, who had come to make their presence known. Um, they were wearing biker jackets and they were part of a group who uh, who were very right wing and um, very um, anti pride. Very anti pride, uh, but any... they they were contained okay. and they were confronted and they were babysat and nothing happened. Well, there was no trouble. There was no trouble. So um, I don't know if they waited till the kids were gone or most of the kids were gone. Not all of the kids were gone. I'm feeling guilty, um, <laughs> but no, it, there was there was no. Um, the atmosphere was perfect, and I, I couldn't imagine a better pride. I love that it's still open. The streets are open. Um, Indie Pride gives me some worry with the the. Um, I don't like to be corralled. I feel is it closed off? In. I've never been there. In Indie Pride closed, started closing it off uh, four or five years ago, uh, and they put you know barricades and fencing, six foot tall fencing oh, really? all around. I yeah, didn't realize that. But it's to control pop, you know people coming in and out. Um, but they didn't even check my purse. So I mean, I could have been carrying a bazooka and they wouldn't know. Mm. Well, okay, my purse isn't that big, but you know. What I mean. <laughs> um, and does anybody use bazookas not. anymore? I don't know. No. Anyway, but there's all sorts of terrible stuff out there. So there I mean, is. security is a concern. And and they weren't very secure and everybody's stuck in this corral. When when last year when uh, there was that really strong storm that came through at Indy Pride, uh, it was difficult to get out. You know, you had mm-hmm. to funnel through these little corners that they'd mm-hmm. opened up and gates that they'd had to open uh, in order to, to let people out to their cars. And it was it didn't feel uh it also didn't feel as welcome you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they charged and and here they asked for a donation uh, which i think most people did mm-hmm. and yeah so that was that was pride central then there was the entertainment i didn't get to see hardly any of it you um, didn't you didn't see any of the drag show well you saw the wrestling i saw the wrestling and but, but the drag shows and the shows? concert mm. um uh yeah, JDB has a, a a band that's a Prince cover band. And oh, that's so fabulous! It was wonderful, and I loved it. <laughs> and Cat uh, fell in love with them. They were just uh, <laughs> they rocked her world because she knows all the music, right? right. So, and they funky, and so I heard them from the other side, and I got like up to take a picture after we we took the booth down. But that was about all I, I got to hear from them at at Pride, and then. You know, they had the drag shows and they had, it was so, everybody was happy and bouncing. And it's what Pride should be. So, Absolutely. you know, no. kudos to Bloomington yeah. Pride for, for knocking it out of the park to use a sports ball reference. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if, I mean, it keeps getting better every year. So yeah. whatever formula they've got, keep it up because uh, I liked it better than Indie Pride. It It had that. It had a Bloomington feel, mm-hmm. and yet at the same time, it was it was even bigger. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's grown a lot. But what was surprising is what year was this? Do you remember for Pride? Oh, how many, how many years, years has it been going on? Is it five or so? Yeah, I don't know. But it's just strange that we were very late remember. to the party. I think that we've talked about this before in the show with with lots of things. I mean, we didn't have P flag. We didn't, but it was because Bloomington's just always been so. Well, we had a P flag, and... but that was years and years yeah. ago. Yeah. It was a different focus. Yeah. 
And um, it's not because we're a conservative town. It's quite the opposite. I well, think. no. Okay, this is something that has come out. Uh, oh, really? Well, Bloomington. I think Bloomington in the '90s was very progressive. Yeah, it was very um, progressive when I was growing up here in the '70s. Yeah, very progressive. I wanted to come here. You yeah. know, in the '80s, I knew that it was the place mm-hmm. to come, um, and that's why I wanted to live here, and eventually why we moved here. Uh, but it's kind of being passed by in in its um, inclusion, right? And in the way that it uh, it works with uh, all um, uh, minority populations, mm-hmm. um, and really the fallout that we've seen from the farmers market mm-hmm. has shown the deep divisions and the uh, but a lot the of those people are understanding. I mean, a lot of the white supremacist people are not from here, right? I mean, aren't they coming in from someplace no, not, else? Not necessarily the you know three percenter uh, mm-hmm. people who who are coming to support the uh, Schooner Creek Farm, but people who defend um, who defend hate, right? Hmm. They will say, "Oh, well, it's their First Amendment right." you know, freedom of speech. And you can't infringe upon that. Well, I think the problem is, is that that's the law. And there's, you know, I well, mean. But there's, there's, yeah, that's the law, but you mm-hmm. don't, uh, the same, I'm, and this is my point of view. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I will say that, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the air right now, this is my <laughs> point of view. Um, Neo-Nazi groups don't exist to, to raise funds for bake sales and stuff like that. Right. right. No, this I isn't mean, this historically. Isn't a we have group. to look at their history and take it seriously, and have to take it seriously. And there right. are people that just aren't taking it seriously, and that is uh, working to our detriment. Right. Um, when you look at what we're facing now from uh, you know this administration, people of color, LGBT folks, uh-huh. uh, uh, people with disabilities, um, <laughs> women, everyone. Uh, um, has to worry about their rights now, uh, even more so than mm-hmm. before. We were. We, we were, should never give up on that. We're kind I mean, of moving what, forward, you know. and then this is a giant swing back. And right. People say, "Oh, well, there's always a swing, right? You're always, you have, there's always this pendulum." But really, we don't have to have a pendulum. There doesn't need to be such a, a horrid slide uh, backward where kids are worried about, you know, their parents not coming home. Mm-hmm. And uh, kids are are not having the protections they need at school, so that they can have a decent education. Um, or now, what's coming up with the the Supreme Court on the eighth of October? They're going to be hearing oral arguments about mm-hmm. uh, the right to discriminate against LGBT folk. And actually, it's not just LGBT folk, but uh, but that's the focus mm-hmm. if there can be religious exemptions mm-hmm. to to uh discriminate against people this right for religion which is we always say is a right to discriminate it's not a right a right of religion and i've never understood it because i don't right. think that that's anything that i ever heard christ say but you know <laughs> that maybe it, it's it in the apocrypha i don't know yeah, but I, I don't think so yeah um yeah and that's that's just it there there was a, a somebody who got caught on camera saying that uh they don't serve lgbt folk and mm-hmm. um and black that. people right and because well, it's the, against their religion was this the uh 
It's some wedding. Some wedding place. They were yeah. they wouldn't marry an interracial couple. So we're going back to that. Interracial, now, yeah. You know, and, and it's just like we what fought is going this on? fight. Yes, exactly. This, but this fight is never done, and, and that's why shows like this are very important. Right. And I mean, I'm not. I'm we have to. We have to get. Choir, we have. Well, no, but yeah. you're you're putting it out there, and yeah. it needs to be. We need to have legislation passed mm-hmm. that guarantees equity for all. Right. That's right. We can't mm-hmm. we can't just rest on our laurels like, no. you know, well, we're no. a decent society. We're yeah. a good town. No, because because once you do that, you fall backward. That's right. And you forever have to push forward for equity for all. And that doesn't mean take it away from others. It no. means we can all enjoy it. Right. So that's that's in a democracy. So everybody has to be equal. That's yeah. all there is to it. Right. I mean, that's the law. Mm-hmm. So to do anything else is, you know, and you're to, going against the law. You're and to support the law. groups who mm-hmm. are calling for the extermination or the deportation of much of America mm-hmm. uh, that we can't support. We no. can't say that that's okay. Um, and and hearing people say that and watching it play mm-hmm. across the Internet and in various forms has been disheartening. And uh, uh, that's a nice way of putting it. I'm, yeah. I'm extremely yeah, disappointed. Good. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's, it's been shocking to me. Just um, I've seen so much change in my life and I've been very happy for it. But it feels like it never ends. The battle never ends. And you just, you know, you take one step forward and you go 20 steps back. Right. And and that's it. It's uh, it's frustrating, but you just have to keep moving. You have to keep it, you, doing you it. You do. You yeah. do. You can't let it get you down, right. and you have to keep pushing. You know what? I'm, I'm all for everybody, uh, you know, having the right to to say what they feel. I love that. Even if you're saying something, even if you're saying that, you know, you need to uh, be exterminated. I had that said to me. Uh, Somebody said that to you. It was it was from the um the center, you know, and and oh, it, they said it. About the, the center? No, well, or? about the movement, right? Okay. You people need to, yeah. So uh, you get all kinds of fantastic. I'm so sorry. Well, but it's out there. I've heard it before. Yeah. You know. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I believe you. I, um, I, I hate it that you have it. Well, and, really but we all have. We've all heard these makes things. Makes me angry and wants to make <laughs> me. <laughs> I have such a hard time not using profanity <laughs> when right, I talk yeah. about this stuff a lot. I really, I really hope I'll be able to use. I'm like always biting off my tongue. <laughs> well, but anyway, this for the center. That's what what I, I've been getting all kinds of you know messages, mostly of support, but they're okay. the, the peppered ones. And you know what? You have the right to say that. You even have the right to to believe what you want. But the truth is we live in a society where we have to support each other. And we need, well, that's excellent point because I think that we forget, as you say, we get complacent. And I think that we need to, I need to get on your page and say, thank you. You know what I mean? I think that it just like helps to just be like, wow, I love what you're doing. Thank you. So I do love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. And it's what we're doing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now we're, we're having to wrap up. Yeah. So. Well, and I just want to thank me. Um, Thank Frankie um, for bringing us together yeah. and bringing us on the show. And thank you for being here. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Blooming Out is produced by Melanie Davis and Ireland Meacham. Our executive producer is WFHB News Director Kyria Greenberg. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Justin Dandelion Robertson. <laughs> <laughs>
And I'm Melanie Davis. And remember, if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from our Blooming Out family. You've been listening to Blooming Out on WFHB. Blooming Out is a product of WFHB's News and Public Affairs Department. Tune in every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. for Indiana's only LGBTQ plus news and public affairs program. You can hear this and other programs online at WFHB.org. Comments and suggestions for future topics or guests can be sent to bloomingout at WFHB.org. That is bloomingout at WFHB.org. And thank you for listening. Why? I said.